Welcome to Hashtag Love Yourself. I'm your host, Jesse Jobson, and I'm going to guide you on your personal journey towards self-love. Hi, my beautiful souls. Welcome back to Hashtag Love Yourself. On today's episode, we are going to be talking about self-objectification. Okay, so what is self-objectification and how do we end up getting there (laughs) and how do we get rid of it and how do we um, be aware when we are doing it to ourselves and how is it connected to loving ourselves? Okay, well, first things first, what is self-objectification? So self-objectification is viewing oneself as a sum of body parts or an object first rather than a person person with character, right? Um, So in layman terms, like when we start to prioritize our bodies or our appearance above who we are as people, okay? And this seems to be a, um, oh, sorry. Um, This seems to be a rising trend. And like, I feel like something that's happening at a really large level um, all over the world, and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that, you know, we've, we have throughout history, it's, it's no secret that we have throughout history been objectifying women's bodies, right? Um, we started with, you know, like crazy things of like selling women, you know, and to the highest bidder, you know, oh, this is your property now, this woman, let's take her and sell her off as a bride, right? So, um, and so appearance really throughout history for females has been um, something that we, without even recognizing it, I think nowadays, we put so much emphasis on a female's appearance, right? So much emphasis on her being beautiful and gorgeous and that being like a large part of, um, who she is rather than who she is. Right. Um, and we don't do that with men as much in our cultures and societies, but we actually do do it with men. It's just at a very like smaller scale. Right. So they're, they don't have it as bad as we do as females, but men still have it. Right. They still do it with their the muscle thing, right? Like when we do studies and tests, they have reported that, you know, um, there is a big like need and desire inside. Um, and they're self-objectifying if they don't have big like muscles. Um, also we objectify men through the size of their wallets. We objectify men through their material items, right? So we say a man is worth more, right? If he has more money and, um, We all know those things are not true. Um, The size of the wallet and material items and their muscles don't make someone a good man. They don't make them a good father, a good brother, a good uncle, um, a good son. It doesn't determine the things that are really important about a man, right? But yet in society and in our cultures, and if you ask any man that you know, right, um, they're going to say that, that even though maybe those things aren't really that important, you know, on the surface or whatever, um, that deep down inside, I think we're all trying to strive, right? And, and sometimes we get into that unhealthy loop of, you know, playing into that self-objectification, which can be really, really unhealthy and really tricky. 
And I'll go over how we're, we're doing that um, so that we can kind of go through a checklist of am I self-objectifying or, you know, and where do I land on the spectrum? Am I doing it a lot? Am I doing it a little bit? Like, how can I get healthier? How can I love myself more, right? How can I not self-objectify and give myself love or love myself through my moments, my dark shadow moments of self-objectification, right? Because um, really, no matter where you're at on the spectrum, even if you are self-objectifying constantly, which there are a few people in my life that I watch and it is, it's so painful to watch because you can tell that they're self-objectifying just by the way they're living their life and their heart and their souls are such beautiful people and they are, they have like, like the most beautiful inside and they're so worried and they're so focused on the outer appearance that it's almost like it's like umbrella, like overshadowing, um, their, their true beauty. So I don't want that for anybody. I don't want that for myself. I don't want that for my kids. I don't want that for my loved ones. I don't want that for the people that I'm watching do it. Right. Um, and the only way for us to, to teach, um, this, you know, self-objectification, um, to stop it, right? How to get rid of it out of our society is really to stop, to be aware of how we're receiving self-objectification in the first place, where it's coming from, right? Um, if we're doing it, at what level we're doing it, and then how to stop and, and be that inspiration, right? And when you do it for yourself and you really practice this love for yourself, then it inspires other people, right? So, um, so it's so interesting because like when I was doing this research, right. And I like, when I wrote out the definition of self-objectification, okay. It, it seems really dramatic. Right. And it's easy to really kind of be like, Oh, I don't do that. Right. I'm no, I don't, I don't, I don't put a uh, value of my appearance above who I am. Okay. But when I dug deep and I did the research on self-objectification, right. And I really, really was honest with myself. Um, I do, I do. I self-objectify and, um, in the moments that I'm self-objectifying are probably some of like my worst feeling moments, right? Like it's when I feel the worst about myself is when I'm self-objectifying. And so I, um, really, really felt like this podcast episode is going to be super important for so many people because I think it's something that we do at a large scale level that we don't even like we're doing it on such an autopilot that we're not even recognizing how damaging this is and how against loving ourselves this really is right so I hope that this all this information just really creates awareness for you right and helps you um, stop that disease of self-objectification because it really is, feels like a disease. It feels just so icky in the mind, right? Okay. Um, so it's, so it's kind of tricky. So when, when we look at the definitions and then we say like, oh, I'm not doing that. The biggest thing that you have to recognize is it's okay. Like in this moment, like when you're listening to this podcast, you're doing something for yourself. You're loving yourself right now, like by going out and trying to understand how to be a better you, right? So with that, you've already made that huge step to love yourself. So the next step is being super honest with yourself because when we're not honest, right, we can't, we can't, um, really make the changes that we need to. So the depth of transparency that you're willing to do 
on this with yourself is the depth of like transformation and the turn, the amount that you'll be able to turn the ship around because I am almost 100% positive every single person on this planet self-objectifies. Maybe not every single person self-objectifies on the regular, um, but every single person probably self-objectifies because of what we um, are receiving within the environments of our culture and our society of the constant messages about women, about men, um, the unhealthy things that they're promoting in media, Hollywood, advertisements, and all of the things that we're seeing on a day-to-day basis and being fed all these messages that are going into our, our psyche, that are going into our, um, minds and not even recognizing that it's being embedded into our subconscious and that we're actually, you know, living moments of dissatisfaction with ourselves and not because of maybe what we really truly feel about ourselves, but what society has taught us we should feel about ourselves. So, so just, um, I challenge you to just be really authentic and really, really honest. And, and I know that sometimes that can be painful to really like see the unhealthy behavior, right? You're like, oh man, like I maybe on the right side of the spectrum, you know? Um, but it's okay because you love yourself and we're, you don't need to, the, you don't need to judge yourself. We're not judging ourselves here. This is a safe space where you're loving yourself. Okay. And nobody else, um, that would judge you on this needs to know. So you just be really transparent with yourself and you do the work and I promise you will, um, live a life that is so much better than um, the self self objectification that we're living within our culture. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to give you, I'm going to start off and I'm going to be a really good example of self objectification because it is rampant within my life. And, um, I want to, I want to get healthy from this. So a personal example is I am (laughs) a beautiful middle-aged woman. Okay. Um, I've always had a fit body that's just within my jeans. Um, I've never really had to work out to like have a trim waistline. Um, so I'm really, really lucky. Right. Um, but even so right now in my later thirties, I am in probably the best shape that I've really ever been. Um, I work out and so like, I have really no reason to feel self-conscious about my body. Right. Um, I have a beautiful body. My body is amazing. Um, I I have clear skin. I'm young. I, you know, like there's just like countless good things about, um, where I sit right with my appearance. Okay. So there should be like literally no reason for me to ever feel, um, to to ever feel bad about my looks because I'm gorgeous. And yet I live in self-objectification a lot of the time and it's really, really unhealthy. And so recently I went on vacation, I went to Hawaii and I had a beautiful time, but self-objectification was creeping up. Um, and I think it was maybe creeping up a little bit more than normal because of the fact that Um, you know, you're taking pictures of yourself in a bathing suit and, you know, you're in a bathing suit half of the time. Right. Um, so people are literally seeing your whole body. It's pretty much, and you're like in a bathing suit, you're pretty much naked. Right. So it's like, you know, everybody sees almost everything, you know, so you're bearing, you're bearing your body to the world. Um, and then on top of that, you know, you're taking pictures, you're posting them online. You're being really vulnerable, like in so many ways. And I think that 
that's why it was really heightened and I could really like I was so aware of what was going on. Like it was just more heightened than it is when I'm at home and I'm fully dressed and I'm not sharing pictures of my half naked body on the internet. Right. So, um, like I said, I, there was many, many times where I, uh, you know, a picture would be taken of me and then I would look at the picture and I would just, I'd be like, Nope, not sharing that. Like, Nope. And I just didn't feel satisfied. And it was almost like, to be honest with you, it was almost like, and when I did the research of self-objectification, this came up, but, and, and this is really how I felt. It was like, there was an observer, like almost like my brain, it wasn't me looking at my beauty. It was an outside judgy observer voice that was like so mean and harsh, like almost like, like, no, you, your body, your butt isn't big enough. Your thighs aren't big enough. You're too white. Your skin is too white. And, um, your hair is too short. You don't look feminine enough. Right. All these like nasty comments, like were like running through like my head when I would see the photos of myself and not when I would look in the mirror, because when I look in the mirror, I felt gorgeous. And you know, like, and it was just so interesting. And so that's when I started doing this research because I thought to myself, I really need to get a handle on like why I'm feeling so triggered every time I'm seeing a photo of myself, like why I'm feeling bad about what I'm seeing because my conscious mind knows I'm gorgeous, that I am beautiful, that I feel beautiful before I took the photos or even when I would look in the mirror, my reflection, I felt gorgeous. So why is it right that I'm seeing these photos and, and knocking myself down, like telling myself I'm not pretty enough for the world that I'm not pretty enough to share, you know, beautiful moments, uh, happy moments, you know, um, in, on my vacation with, with, people that I know all over the world on the internet. Like, why am I doing this? And so that's when I started doing this research for this episode for all of us to heal this together, because I recognized that I was missing out on, um, not only was I missing out, but I was, I'm going to let the people that love watching my life through my photos, you know, online miss out on beautiful moments because I don't feel like I don't feel good about those, those pictures. Right. That's unhealthy. That's not good. Um, and then when I started doing the research on it, it was like, there's so, there's so much more to this that we really even recognize it's not conscious. It's all subconscious. And um, people are doing it at such a high level. Like there's such a high level of, and people will say, no, I'm not doing it. Right. But like I said, be really, really transparent with yourself in the, in these moments when I'm going over, um, the behavior list. Okay. Because no one's going to judge you like not, and you better not judge yourself. I'm here to tell you that you can't judge yourself. Just like I'm being vulnerable right now, showing you that like, I even have a problem with this, but it's the society is the culprit. It's not you that has, that has done this to yourself. It's what we see on a daily basis. Okay. Um, so let's, let's talk about for a minute where self-objectification comes from. Um, so it's the, 
obviously the constant embedded um, messages that we're getting from society. So society has created, I've talked about this in other podcast episodes where they've created a, a really tiny box to fit in, especially for females. Males, it's a little bit different, right? But for females, we have to fit into a specific box of sexiness and beautiness, okay? To be, or to even be feminine, right? You have to be hairless from the eyebrows down, or like eyelashes down, I guess you guys should say, right? Because we need eyelashes. That's another thing. Your eyelashes have to be super dark and super long, right? Because if not, then you're less less feminine looking, okay? Our, um, our skin has to be, um, you know, have color, but can't be too dark, can't be too light like just right there's like a there's like a small little margin that we can fit into for skin color that's beautiful which is not okay right we've come to realize as a society and culture that that's where most of our our problems stem from is not accepting that there's an array a beautiful array of different skin colors and that all of them are beautiful not just the ones that they're going to show in Hollywood the ones they're going to show on you know, your emails that you get from different companies that, you know, clothing companies and things like that, or, you know, um, any commercials or any of those things, like they're only showing this small little box and you have to have a big, now, now the big trend is you have to have a big butt, big boobs, small, tiny little waist. Um, you have to be, um, tall, not too short, not too tall, right? There's all these like criteria that we're being fed that is, this is what is beautiful. This is what is perfect. This is what is feminine, right? And if you don't fit into the, that box, right, then you're not the, you're not sexy, right? Guys don't, guys don't want anything outside of this box. That's what they want, right? Which is a lie because we know that beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And there are, there is someone for everyone, like some, men like them big, some men like them skinny, some men like other men, you know, like it just doesn't matter. Like it, there's something for everyone and girls, same thing with men. It's not just the muscles that they want, right? Some girls like a soft doughy man, like some girls like a hairy man, some girls like no hair on a man, some like you, there's something for everyone out there. Like the possibilities and the tastes are endless. And that's the thing that I'm recognizing with this self-objectification is that as our society presents to us, like what is sexy, right? For females and for males, right? And they say, this is the only thing that is sexy. So this is the only thing we're going to show you, right? And then that's going to give you the subliminal message in your subconscious. It's going to embed this message that if you are not this thing that I'm showing you on constant repeat, then you are not enough. Okay. You are not the top tear and you are not enough. So sit back, get back and, you know, sit back in the, the back seats because nobody really wants you. And only the top tier, only the people that fit into this tiny unrealistic box, let's be honest with each other and ourselves. It's unrealistic people. Cause really when you do the statistics on what they have carved out for a female, literally the statistics of that body shape that men are going crazy over right now, is literally like a natural form of that body that you don't have to have surgeries. You don't have to do things to it is 0.0089%. You cannot, it's not natural. Like it is, it, it's like a tiny portion of our world is born naturally like that. And 
Um, and oftentimes they're not even healthy. They're not, they're not living a healthy lifestyle. They're, they're getting praised for their unhealth, if that makes any sense, because their derriere is so huge, but they're, they're having back problems and, and you know what I'm saying? And they're not living a healthy lifestyle of like filling their body and being grateful for the vessel that they live in and filling it with things that are good for it. Right. And taking care of that vessel and working that vessel out and exercising it so that it feels good and that it can sustain a lifetime of feeling good because we're placing, what we're doing is we're placing this appearance and this outward look of, of the, our vessels at such a high rate in our societies. And that's the problem. Okay. That's where the self-objectification disease is coming from. It's coming from the fact that it's such a highly ranked thing in our society. So then when your little girl or your little son, whatever, which your whichever one you got, right. doesn't matter is being taught that that's what's important. So the little boys are being taught Oh, for girls, it's important that they're pretty and that they're, they turn me on and I should treat them as such. I should treat them that that's what's important and, and I will treat them that way. Okay. So that's the messages that they get. And then the little girls is that, I mean, what are, what are the first thing that we say when a baby's born and it's a girl? She's so beautiful, right? Who freaking cares if she's pretty, right? Or ugly, right? Because that's literally a, that's something that's you're seeing and it's a reflection of you rather than the person, okay? And and that's the thing is the little girls are hearing their whole childhood. Um, I, it's important that I am pretty above all else. It's important that I am sexy for um, a partner above all else, right? Instead of the messages that we would love for our deep in our hearts, we want our kids to grow up with. I can do anything. I am enough. I am going to stick up for myself when someone tells me and treats me as if I'm not enough. I'm going to do amazing things on this planet. I am going to love at such a high rate that it touches the most people that it can possibly touch by the time that I leave this earth. That's the kind of messages that we would hope they would be growing up and receiving and vibing on. Not that their butt can be bigger than all the other girls in their classroom and that their boobs can, can be, um, one of their best features of their body. And I'm going to tell you when I was young and I did have real breasts back then, mine were bigger than all the other girls in the classroom. Okay. And now that I'm older, does it matter? Do I even have those breasts anymore? No, I got breast cancer. I most likely got breast cancer because of all of the negative energy that was wrapped up and that the shame that I felt in my breast because they weren't for me. They were for everybody else. They literally were the topic of everybody else's conversations. They were what girls hated most about me. So they wouldn't let me sit with them. Or they wouldn't invite me to the sleepover because all the guys were talking about my big breast. And it was what guys wanted instead of wanting the real me deep inside. They wanted to see those big breasts, right? So I had a lot of negative energy. I had a lot of shame wrapped up in those breasts. So it's no surprise that I got cancer at an early age in my 20s 
because I, deep down inside, my soul was screaming, no, like, I don't want this anymore. I don't want this responsibility of women hating me because I have something men want and then men wanting me only for that. So my beautiful soul, my amazing soul that is here on this planet to do so many amazing things. It's not even funny, right? That are so much bigger than my breast was so smart and it put a disease, put a cancer, something that could kill me, right? That could knock me off the face of this planet. And it woke me up. That was my first spiritual awakening. Ooh, that got me. <laughs> Whew. Felt that. But I am so thankful. I'm so, so thankful that I got rid of something that was a source of pain and a source of shame for me and um, ruined so many wonderful relationships because they were jealous, because they were, they were taught through this, this broken world that we live in of unhealth that boobs and butts and our appearance are important. So with that said, I want to just really hone in on how powerful our appearances can be, but also that we have the power. Okay. Your appearance is powerful. Like we are a canvas, this, this earthly vessel that you have chosen, you have chosen it for a reason, your skin color, your race, your hair color that you may, ch you might have changed. Like I did, you know, I don't have my natural color. I'm a blonde, you know, from what people see, but naturally I'm brunette. Um, but like all these things, we are a canvas, but with great power or yeah, with great power comes great responsibility. So you are responsible for holding and containing that power and not letting it like take over you. Okay. You are responsible for making sure that, that it doesn't eat at you and that it doesn't become something that is negative. Right. So use that power wisely, use that canvas to, to create something that you feel good in, that you feel amazing in, but don't let it be the thing that is the biggest part of you, right? Don't let it be more important than, than good memories with your family that you can look back on in many years to come. Right. Um, like I, when I was doing the research, I listening to this really good audio, audio book, um, it's called more than a body. And in it, the author was talking about how she had one time during her self objectification, um, you know, moments, she had gone on this like beautiful day with her family and she was in a bathing suit and she's a bigger, heavier set girl. And she said that when she, the, on the way home, when she, um, looked at those photos of her and her family, she got so, um, triggered by them and it really bothered her, the looks of her body and they were happy in the photos and she was smiling at her kids and just beautiful photos, but she felt so self-conscious about her body that she deleted most of the photos on the way home on her husband's phone. And I, um, I am right there with her where we are hearing these messages at such a high rate that it's only that tiny little box that we can fit in that we, that sometimes it's so strong. The energy is so strong and we feel, we feel so weak to the, the power of 
those messages, right? And we just let it take us over and we delete beautiful photos that could have, you know, the other people probably wouldn't see us in the way that we see ourselves, right? Um, so this is a serious thing. It's, it's huge and it's big. Um, and we need to be um, aware of, of where it's coming from and um, how to stop it. So let's go over the list, okay? Um, so self-objectifying behaviors can include but are not limited to um, criticizing your appearance when you see your reflection in the mirror and photographs and videos. So I'm guilty, okay? I check photos, you know, to see if I approve, right? Like if I approve of this version that I want to present to the world, right? And I'm not saying like, yeah, I feel like your nipples hanging out or, like, or, or, you know what I'm saying? Like there's something like really embarrassing in there. Like I get it, right? I'm totally, totally, I get it there, but there's, it's like a, it's a, a thin line, right? That you have to find like of, okay, am I taking this too far? Am I self-objectifying right now? Right? Like, am I criticizing myself instead of accepting myself for in this moment of how I look? Right? I might not look like the glossy Instagram model that I want to at a regular basis, but you know, like it's okay. And there's times that I look fucking amazing. I look like the, the most gorgeous woman on this planet. And there's moments that I look nothing like that woman, <laughs> you know, like, oh man. Right. Uh, I remember when my first son was born, um, I didn't take care of myself and, um, at all. Cause I was so excited to be a mom and so excited to, you know, everything was just about him and I didn't take care of myself and it showed in photos. And I remember looking back, but I still kept posted those photos and kept those photos. Cause it's not about, it's about the moment. It's not about what I look like, you know, and that's what we need. It's in those moments when we need to be deciding that. Okay. Okay. So frequent selfies are a sign and an actual behavior of self-objectification, okay? I used to be really um, guilty of this one too, just because it's so normal in our society to be doing that. And we need to recognize that, that it's actually, it's because we're trying to constantly fit in that box. We're constantly trying to prove to ourselves that we're actually as beautiful. And like, if I find a beautiful angle of myself, or if, if I get this beautiful picture and I post out there and then people like it, then it's a real thing, right? That I love myself because I love my beauty, but really, are you loving yourself? Like that's the thing we got to like really get a grasp on, really get a handle on. Okay. Um, so, um, excessive mirror looking, yeah, like when you constantly have to see how you look and make sure that you look okay. Women do this all the time and it's, it's not healthy and it's not good. And it's because of what society is teaching us that our appearances are really important and they're not. Okay. Um, never feeling satisfied with your appearance or body. I hear this from women all day long. Nobody out there that I know is satisfied with their appearance. And it's sad because we're like, I know so many beautiful, like drop dead gorgeous people. And, and, and even the, the more gorgeous they are, the less, the less satisfied they are with themselves. And that's what's, that's how I know it's not us. It's what we're being fed. Like this, the messages that we're being fed, because if they could really see 
their physical beauty, they would know that they have nothing to worry about. Right. So, um, yeah, it's not good. Comparing oneself to images in media or to other women. I think that everyone's guilty of this too. Um, it's so easy to compare yourself, you know, like, Oh, like, look at that mom. Like she doesn't have any stretch marks. If you have stretch marks, that's your warrior. Like you should be so proud of that. Like our society needs to get on board with praising the mom body because that's like, it's beautiful. And it is a sign that she has done. She's created life. We need to get on board with, with understanding how gorgeous that is at such an amazing level. Um, not wearing bathing suits or shorts or tank tops or dresses in warm weather because you are worried about what other people will see when they look at your body. I used to have this really unhealthy behavior when I was young because I grew, grew up where my body wasn't like anybody else's bodies that I knew. I didn't know anybody who had, you know, skinnier legs and, um, a smaller waist and, um, everybody in my family, their, their, their thighs and their, their calves were, you know, like the typical Barbie. Right. And so I was really ashamed of my legs and I wouldn't, it'd be like 90 degrees to hundred degrees outside and I'd be still wearing pants. And even like that book I was telling you about the authors, she, the, both of them were talking about how the same thing that they wouldn't, they would get to swim class, like 10 minutes before everybody else so that they could get in the pool. So nobody would see them in their bathing suits. I mean, it's things like that, that were, that children are doing. I was a child when I was doing it. And it's because we're being taught that there's only one way to be beautiful. It's skinny in the waist and a specific dimension in your thighs and your hips and your buttocks. And you know, and when you don't fit that, then you try to find ways to diminish yourself and hide yourself. And that's self-objectification because you're trying to fit into the objectification of society. And it's so bad. And I just, it breaks my heart that I do it. And then that's why I'm working on this. That's why I chose this topic and, um, join me because you are beautiful. Like even men out there, I want you to know they're the, the body styles and shapes are gorgeous. And it's not just those like muscular men that have ripped abs and you know, like that's not for everybody. I'll tell you, it's not for everybody. Like that doesn't wow me, you know, as a person. And I know a lot of women that would say the same, like, like, yeah, okay. Like I know, um, one of, one of my friends, he's always like, Oh, look at that guy's muscles. You know, I wish I had muscles like that. And I'm like, meh take him on and leave him. Like, it, like for me, it doesn't matter. Like I'm like, Oh, cool. Like he has great muscles. Nice. But what, who is he as a person? How, how is he going to treat someone, you know, in, in a restaurant? How is he going to, is he going to show up when you need, need him? You know, like those are the things that are important really like, and that's what should be important. Not his appearance. Like who cares? Like, you know, ugh. okay. I'm not going to events. So things like reunions, parties, swimming because of your appearance or not having anything to wear. So all these, um, behaviors that we just went through this list, um, however, like whatever part of the spectrum you're doing these, remember 
They're, they're unhealthy and it's, it is self-objectification and we've got to stop so that we can love ourselves, right? We can't love ourselves and objectify ourselves at the same time. It's, those are two different frequencies and two different things. Okay. Okay. So how do we stop this self-objectification? Okay. First off, we have to be aware, right? Aware that we're doing it. So like, you know, talk about this, you know, with your friends, talk about it, you know, with your family, when you get together, like talk about what you've learned, right? Um, know the, you know, knowing that we're doing it and being aware of what's happening, that's the first step. Okay. Then second, knowing where it's coming from and being able to like de, de um, like decode or, um, take down the mask of what society is actually doing and being like, so now that I'm awakened and that I'm like loving myself when I watch movies, it's actually really hard to watch a movie these days because I actually get like maybe 20 minutes, 15, 30 minutes into it. And I want to turn it off because I'm like, ugh, it's so unhealthy. Like, why do I do want to sit here and watch this unhealth of like man, this unhealthy man powering over a woman or this unhealthy woman who's all broken and constantly like harming herself, talking down about herself. Like I was even reading a book and it's in literature and this woman's just talking nasty about herself in her own head. Like, so it's like, you know, her, her own thoughts are the narrative in the book and she was just talking horrible to herself. And I'm like, yuck. Like, I don't even want to like, read it that, you know what I'm saying? So we have to know and be able to see it and be able to understand what it's doing. Okay. We have to be able and be able to understand what those songs are saying. When we're triggered, that's the next thing. When, when you're triggered by an event, we have to be able to know why we're triggered and be able to connect the dots and say, I'm being triggered because I'm seeing this message. I don't fit into the, what this message says, but do I really believe that message? Now let me be awake. Let me be aware to what is happening that I'm actually being trained to feel a specific way so that I will spend money to purchase an item. Okay. That I will, you know, purchase oh, tanning products because my skin's too white that I will. Um, and there's even in other countries, like I've been to the Philippines, there's bleaching products to make your skin whiter because over there they're dark. So you know what they're taught? take their money. They're taught you have to be whiter. What is it all about? Money, money, money. They want that dough. So whatever that person is not, they're going to say there, it's like an unreachable bar that is set. Okay. And that's what we have to be aware of is that the bar is set so high that you'll never really actually be able to reach it. That it's purposely set high like that. And the grass is always greener on the other side. So whatever place you live in, whatever culture you come from, if you live amongst people that all your skin is dark and beautiful and brown, like I wish I was, right? They're going to play on that. They're going to make you feel shame that you should feel like you need to be lighter so that they can sell you a lotion that'll make your skin lighter, right? And if you're in a place where all the people are white, guess what they're going to, they're going to sell you things to make your skin darker, it's literally just to make a dollar and we've got to be recognizing that's what that is. It's not about loving ourselves because if it was about loving ourselves and loving each other, we would be selling things that make you appreciate what you have. And, and we would be like, I'm going to do a shout out right now to Victoria's Secret because Whoever is running the marketing is amazing. They have turned their ship around just like every other company needs to. I, um, 
signed up, you know, obviously, you know, spending money in their store. I signed up for obviously emails and I receive marketing emails every single day. And every single day that I see those marketing emails, I smile in my soul so big because they are showing us real humans, real bodies. And they're not making, they're not fluffing it up. They're not like making all their um, skin clear and they're showing you the real beautiful bodies. So our children of our societies can look at those emails and say, you know, like, I mean, obviously kids are not reading those emails, but what I'm saying is like those advertisements in the, in commercials and in, in magazines are of real women. And those little girls can say, there's my body. I am worthy and I am beautiful. And, and I don't need to feel shame that I don't look like what all the other places say that I have to look that have the same exact girl with the same exact skin color, the same exact freaking long hair, the same exact big boobs, the big butt, and, and, and it looks like she's ready to serve a man at any second, right? And same thing with the, the little boys, like seeing only muscular men and fit men on the TV screen. No, we need to be seen, you know, all sizes, all races, everything. We need to be like, our children need to know that they fit into this world. And if they're only seeing one style, they're going to think that it, that they're too different, that they need to shun themselves and dim their lights and hide themselves. And they don't, we don't need to be doing that people. So shout out to Victoria's Secret, whoever's running your marketing. Thank you for turning that ship around because every day I see array, a beautiful array. And every single woman, I'm going to tell you this too. Every woman on that, on those marketing emails is fucking gorgeous. Like amazingly gorgeous. And they're all real. Some of them have stretch marks. I'm not joking you. It is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. And we need to, we need to all be like Victoria's Secret. So, okay. Um, so next, so we need to really be aware of what society is doing. Like we just talked about. Um, and then we need to like really like tune into those, those triggering moments and really like understand um, what we're doing in those moments that are painful for us. Or like when I'm seeing those photos, right in those moments where I was triggered, I need to like really dig into deep. And that's why I'm doing this episode. And we all need to do that work on ourselves. Like we need to like love ourselves and that shadow part of ourselves that says I'm not good enough. Well, why do you think you're not good enough? Well, because my whole life I've been fed that I have to be this thing. Okay. And then talk to that voice. No, you don't you are gorgeous just the way you are. And it's not even about your gorgeousness because when you leave this planet, it's not going to be about that. You know what it's going to be about? It's going to be about what you left, what you left here. Like what energy, like whose lives did you change for the better? Right. Um, what children did you like make a positive impact on? Right. Um, like it's who we are as people, right? that's what's important. It's not about our appearance because nobody's going to remember that. And even I remember, um, reading this when I was working in, the, um, at the hospital for the insurance side, I remember we used to do these beautiful, like kind of like prayers, um, during the first part of our meetings. And we, so since everybody wasn't religious, they, some people would pick to do insights, right? And one of the insights that they gave that they read off one time, and I'll never forget, it was about, um, this nurse who had compiled, she was a hospice nurse and she had compiled over many years of being a hospice nurse, like what people, their regrets and their wishes 
when they were leaving this earth, right? And people on repeat kept saying, so she, she like compiled like this book, I think, but she, she did like a main page of like what was important. And she said that people literally on repeat kept saying, I wish I wouldn't have worried about what I looked like. It didn't matter. In the end, in the face of death, people are saying, it doesn't matter what I looked like in those photos. I wish I just would have enjoyed the moment. I wish I would have got that bathing suit on and played with my kids in the pool. I wish I would have been more into the conversation about, you know, whatever, you know, someone was talking about instead of worrying if I looked all right, you know, and it's true. So let's get a handle on that. So, so check in with yourself. What are you feeling in that moment? Like, what are you feeling right now when you're being triggered Take do that check-in. What incident or person triggered you in that way? So that you can start to like get a theme of what's going on, why you're feeling insecure, so that you can stop that behavior, right? Um, what deeper feelings need to be brought up in this light? Like what do what what more do I need to like be thinking about with this? Like, yeah, it's about my appearance, but maybe on a large level, it's not even about my appearance. It's more about me feeling like I don't fit in in general and my appearance is part of that, right? So like dig deep, like go deeper into what those are for you. Um, did my response to, you know, my trigger, did my response serve or hurt me? Was, was it healthy or was it unhealthy? Did I feel good when I did it or did I not? So then how can I do it better next time, right? So if you have like those like preemptive thoughts and you're thinking ahead of time about how you can positively respond to things, you're most likely going to be able to grab that in the heat of the moment the next time. Okay. So, so do that work, you know? Um, and how can I grow from this? Like, that's the cool thing that I'm like loving about this love yourself, like journey that I'm on is like, I just keep finding things to like grow from and like finding things that like, yeah, maybe I might be a little bit ashamed of, and yeah, it might be kind of daunting and scary to like share it with you guys. Like, you know, that I, I self-objectify, right? I do it probably at a really high rate because I have grown up in a world that has taught me that it's really important what I look like. And, and so, so really like, you know, just looking at these moments of like, oh, I have so much, you know, to like fix. Don't look at it as a bad thing. Look at it as like, hell yeah, I get to fix this. I get to turn this around. And when you're doing that, like just know that the work that you're doing is not only healing yourself, it's healing seven generations prior to you and seven generations post you. And when you do this work, it affects everybody that, that knows you and that loves you and that now you loving yourself you're inspiring so many people to love themselves and it's beautiful. It's like a ripple it like, and it just doesn't stop. And then your ripple makes it a ripple for someone. And then their ripple makes it a ripple and love, love, love. We're just loving like, and then we wake up one day in this beautiful world where people are more focused on like what they're doing and their happiness than on things that don't make them feel good. And then we've won. We won, right? Then we're winning. Um, okay, because I just want you to live your best life. All right. So there was a few really cool things that um, I thought I would like kind of list too. So um, obviously, like the behavior list that we went over is really important to like check yourself on. But this I think is important to think of too. So are you filtering your photos before you post them? If you are, um, 
just know that it's because you're, you're, you're feeling like you have to like build this glossy version of yourself that probably most likely it's not even about anybody else. It's about like, this is what I want the world to see from me. This is what I want to be. Right. And if I'm not being that, I'm not showing, I'm not going to show the world. Right. Oh, and so the next one is, are you only posting photos that live up to this projection of this glossy person that you are, that you want to be? So, um, I recently did a challenge for myself to not do, uh, filters anymore. Okay. I took a like oath to myself and it, it, at times it's been hard, right? Because like when you put on the filter, it's like, Ooh, look how different I look. Right. It's what society tells us we should look like when it's actually unrealistic. Um, I'm aging gracefully and I don't need a freaking filter. And even if I'm old, you don't need filters, people like we let's just be real. If we were all being real, then we could all find the beauty in like our individuality. Like we could all find the beauty in our wrinkles. We could all find the beauty in like where, whatever stage that you're at, wherever you are, it doesn't matter where you're at. So I stopped with the filters and just know that it's a healthy step to stop if you're doing that for yourself. Okay. Do you choose staying present in a moment with your loved ones or do you become an observer like like I did in the example I showed you from Hawaii, right? Um, I was an observer and I was like outside of my body, like judging my shape of my body and like, like, oh my God, what are people seeing of me? And like, it's not good. It's not healthy. So just know that stay in the moment and like enjoy the people that you're with and the conversations you're having. And it doesn't matter what you're looking like during those conversations. Really, it doesn't. Um, and when you see a beautiful person, are you comparing yourself to them? Or are you just appreciating for who they, you know, like the beauty? Like I love seeing beautiful people. And it's because like when you see a beautiful thing, don't you just want to stare at it? Like sometimes like sometimes I'll see someone and I'll be like, oh my God, they're so beautiful. Like I just want to stare at them the whole time right? Just because it's like beautiful things are like alluring and it draws you in. It's like an energy, right? Um, and so if someone's staring at you, like then just like, like, it's like there's beauty, like for every single person out there, right? So yes. Yeah, so just, those were another good list of things to think about, right? Um, okay. So I think that really wraps it up. So, so first thing, be aware that, you know, you're self-objectifying when you are, how the depth that you're doing it, know where it's coming from, be aware of what our world is teaching us so that we can make those changes. And then, um, when you're triggered, when you are self-objectifying, let's go deep, let's heal that. Let's unwind that for ourselves and then stop the unhealthy behaviors of self-objectification. All right. Well, I'm so glad that you joined me and I'm so thankful that we are at this beautiful spot of loving ourselves together. Um, because there's nowhere else I'd rather be than, um, on this path to love and joy and happiness and living our best lives. Okay. Hope you're doing great. Talk to you later and don't forget, love yourself. Bye. Mm -hmm.